I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the Movie, Movie Lovers. Lovers. Welcome Hello. to a bonus episode of the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode, the time has come once again to look ahead at what is to be released. It is the fall movie preview. Which is also, for some people, is festival season. It's awards season. It's when all the movies get dumped by the studios in the mad rush to the end of the year. But Get it out of here. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with our seasonal movie previews, here's what we do. We go month by month, three-month chunks, and going through what movies are coming out in a particular month. Then talking about what movies we are looking forward to most from that month, taking turns. We choose anywhere between one to three movies in a given month that we're looking forward to and talk about it, and then we move on to the next month. In this episode, we'll be focusing on September, October, and November's releases. That is the fall season. So, without any further ado... Let's get right into it, Shanna. First month is September. Here are the movies coming out in September. First, on the weekend of the 3rd, we have the next MCU movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, Fala Shen, Benedict Wan, Michelle Yeoh, and Tony Leon, who in, I think, his first Hollywood film. So a lot of people are looking forward to that. Not a lot is known about this film. This character is a fairly obscure character, especially to mainstream audiences. So a new direction in that sense for the MCU. Next, on that same weekend, Cinderella. Cinderella what? It's called Cinderella. It's directed by Kay Cannon, who directed one of the Pitch Perfect movies. Starring Camila Cabello, Adina Menzel, Minnie Driver, Pierce Brosnan, and Billy Porter. This was a film uh, that was going to release theatrically and is a really good example of something we're going to run into a lot in this pre- this fall movie preview, which is we're still dealing with holdovers from 2020 or uh, issues with that's caused by the pandemic. Some movies were going to be theatrically released and they're only going to be released streaming or will be released both streaming day and date as in the theater so we'll be tiptoeing a little bit around that cinderella is an example of that it is instead of being released in theaters it has been pushed to amazon prime it is of course a musical comedy retelling of the classic fairy tale Mm, mm. the trailer looks somewhat okay for Cinderella? Yeah, I mean, it's something different. And, you know, that's what we really need, right? Something of the same that's now different. Sure. And uh, it is important to note that this is not a Disney movie. Next, moving on to the weekend of the 10th, we have The Card Counter, directed by Paul Schrader and written by Paul Schrader, starring Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe. The plot of the card counter is a story of an ex-military interrogator turned gambler haunted by the ghosts of his past decisions. 
Hmm. Next, we have from James Wan that will be available in theaters and HBO Max day and date Malignant starring Annabelle Wallace, George Yun, and Maddie Hassan is about a character who is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are actually realities. What else can you expect from James Wan? Uh, we move on from there to Queen Pens, an STX Films release. The STX, of course, did Bad Moms a few years back. Oh. This stars... Uh, I'm interested. Yeah, this stars Kristen Bell, Paul Walter Hauser, and Vince Vaughn. Ben Stiller serves as executive producer. It's about two housewives who create a $40 million coupon scam. What? See, queen pins <laughs> instead of coupons. Anyway, then we move on to the weekend of the 17th of September. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, directed by Michael Showalter, starring Jessica Chastain, Andrew Garfield, Cherry Jones, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Of course, this will be a biopic about Tammy Faye Baker, showing the history of said title character. Played by Jessica Chastain. That same weekend, we have a Clint Eastwood movie. Also hitting HBO Max, same day as the theater Cry Macho. Starring Clint Eastwood, who I believe is in his 90s now. As well as Dwight Yoakam. It adapts a novel that was uh, first published in 1975. An ex-rodeo star is hired by his former boss to kidnap his Mexican son and transport him to Texas. That same weekend, we have Blue Bayou by Justin Sean, also starring him and Alicia Vikander. It is written and directed by Justin Sean. It is about a Korean-American who was adopted by an American family at the age of three, facing deportation by racist authorities, but fights it at the risk of losing his family. Joe Carnahan comes back with Cop Shop, a film that stars Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo. Screaming through the Nevada desert in a bullet-ridden Crown Vic, a con artist hatches a desperate plan to hide out from a lethal hitman. And then, Shanna, you pointed out to me a comedy co-directed by Justin Long called Lady of the Manor, which stars Melanie Linsky, Judy Greer, Justin Lawn himself, Ryan Philippe, Louise Guzman, and Patrick Duffy. That is a movie that we have very little information about, uh, aside from the cast and who wrote and co-directed it. It is also directed by Justin's brother, Christian. No trailer there. Correct. Next weekend after that, we move on to... The uh, next highly anticipated musical, Dear Evan Hansen, directed by Ch Stephen Chobsky. There is a trailer there. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Ben Platt, Caitlin Dever, Amanda Stenberg, Julianne Moore, and Amy Adams, of course, based on the hit Broadway musical. That same weekend, originally planned for a theatrical release, but pushed to Netflix instead, My Little Pony, A New Generation. This time, My Little Pony is CGI animation, uh, animated. It doesn't look too bad, but it looks like we're going backward again. So, it, is like, it, we're resetting. 
Is it still based on? Yes. Okay. So this is after, many years after the events of the TV show, hit TV show, Friendship is Magic. Oh, good. We learned nothing. Twilight Sparkle's teachings on friendship and harmony have been replaced with paranoia and mistrust, and the three pony kids have lived live separated from one another. This sounds actually like a very topical My Little Pony movie, actually. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's dealing with the Trump era and the pandemic. We learned nothing. Well, yeah. Because so much work had been, I don't know if you know anything about that show, but so much work had been done over, I think, six or seven seasons to show the value of friendship and all the different levels of it. And apparently it was all for nothing. Well, I think there's some real-life parallels that could be made from that, too. So that is September, Shanna. What are you looking forward to most in September? Well, I have to say, I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi. I think that that's going to be great. I am surprised that Shang-Chi action figures are already in clearance at Target. I'm a little surprised by that. I think that's a little wrong. And then I'm looking forward to Blue Bayou. I'm pretty sure I'm going to need like the whole box of Kleenex, but I think it'll be good. It looks like really great performances, cast, story. Mm. And then I'm looking forward to a chaser after that, Queen Pins. Mm. You know, I'm interested in the eyes of Tammy Faye, but just because, you know, Jessica Chastain. Uh, but, but more queen pins? But more queen pins. I think that'll be my ladies' night. Nice. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. So what are you looking forward to? We're not too dissimilar. I mean, first of all... <gasps> you want to go to queen pins no, too? No, 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 no. You want to no. go to ladies' night? Let me, let me just... Let's do ladies' <laughs> night. If I may. <laughs> I'm looking for Shang-Chi the most. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings just because I'm excited by MCU and what's coming out. I gave you ten years to live your life. Now you see me rise. And where did that get you? I trained you so the most dangerous people in the world couldn't kill you. Son, it's time for you to take your place by my side. The buzz I am hearing is that the trailer does not do the movie justice, that 
you have no idea from the trailer what the movie is like. It's way better than what the trailer leads you to believe. That's very upsetting because this is technically the first film, you know, in the timeline for after the oh in the continuity the end game you mean. okay so yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you try harder i'm a little disappointed. well i mean it's possible that they're just trying not to give away anything and 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 marvel's been very good about not showing spoilers in a lot of their trailers so i mean okay. endgame endgame was a, a great case in point where technically you really only saw mostly the first half hour in the trait represented in the trailer so it's possible that that's the case but i think it's a good thing that the buzz is that the movie's way better than the trailer. I hope that the buzz gets around and really builds uh, a lot of attention and excitement. So that's one I'm uh, looking forward to most. The only other movie I'm looking forward to in a way in September is The Eyes of Tammy Faye because I know that's a movie that's been uh, there's been you know some eagerly anticipated uh, eager anticipation regarding that movie mostly because uh, Jessica Jessica Chastain is playing Tammy Faye Baker. And I think also, like, Tammy Faye Baker is someone who's not as well-known anymore, so it might be interesting to learn a little bit more about her. And she was a little bit more of a caricature during, like, the later years of her popularity or or notoriety, I should say, uh, as I was growing up. So uh, it would be interesting to see someone shed some light on her and, and maybe even humanize her. Who knows? So those are the two movies I'm looking forward to. You're looking forward to Shang-Chi, Queen Pins, and... Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. All right, so let's move on to October. We have, in the first week of, or weekend of October, it is the 1st of October, The Many Saints of Newark hitting HBO Max and theaters at the same time. This is Alan Taylor directing from Game of Thrones and Thor Dark World. Wow. This is, uh, of course, co-written and produced by David Chase, the creator of The Sopranos, basically acts as a prequel to The Sopranos hit TV show, starring Leslie Odom Jr., John Bernthal, Corey Stoll, Ray Liotta, Vera Farmiga, and of course, Michael Gandolfini, James Gandolfini's son, playing a younger Tony Soprano. How likely do you think it is, how possible do you think it is, that I could binge The Soprano show before this movie comes out? That is a lot of hours. That is a lot of hours. You would need to <laughs> not work. Very like very intense. Yeah. Or I could just work entirely from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And never actually photograph anything. Right. That would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Next, uh, that same weekend, The Adams Family Two. Apparently, there is an animated an- a sequel to the movie from a, cu- a couple years ago already. Adams Family. Oh, they got a sequel. That's uh, nice. Apparently, I didn't think that was a big enough hit. But Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Chloe Grace Moretz, Nick. Kroll, Snoop Dogg, Bette Midler, and Bill Hader Hader all show up in that animated sequel. The next weekend is October 8th. The much-anticipated, much-delayed No Time to Die, James Bond film, directed by Kerry Fukunaga, co-written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, starring, of course, Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, Leia Sadu, Lashana Lynch, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Anna de Armas, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz, and Rafe Fiennes. This is, of course, Daniel Craig's last appearance as James Bond, so there is a lot of eager anticipation regarding that movie. 
We move on to the 15th of October, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, also a much-delayed film from last year. This time, the sequel is directed by Andy Serkis, which brings a certain degree of gravitas to the film, surprisingly. This stars, of course, Tom Hardy as Venom, Woody Harrelson as Carnage, Michelle Williams comes back in her thankless role, Naomi Harris and Stephen Graham all appear in that sequel. And of course, if you are familiar with the comics, it is very obvious this film introduces Carnage, the uh, psychotic symbiote that was a spinoff of uh, Venom, uh, Venom symbiote. That same weekend, we have Halloween Kills, the sequel to the sequel that kind of reunited the Halloween franchise, directed by David Gordon Green, co-written by Danny McBride. Of course, Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Judy Greer as well. Will Patton appears, and Anthony Michael Hall. Lots of blood is promised in that film. Did you watch that last Halloween movie? Oh, it was really good, yes. Oh, okay. It basically reset every, the entire franchise, said, no, this is the one that follows the original film. Oh. And it was it was fantastic. Well, that original made me afraid of a hedge and all hedges going forward in my life. Indeed. So I'm a little worried to watch anymore. May not be for you. Ridley Scott, he's got two this season. We'll talk about the first one here, The Last Duel. This one is co-written by Nicole Holof Center, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon, which in itself is kind of a big deal to have Ben Affleck and Matt Damon work on a script, but also to have director Nicole Holof Center do some work on that same script is fascinating. Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer and Ben Affleck star in this period piece that is about, well, it's an adaptation of uh, a book in 14th century France, Marguerite de Thibauville. Go ahead and correct me, man. You're, you're like so disappointed in my pronunciation. I don't know French. Dude, there was no French in any of the schools I went to. All right, so you couldn't do any better. So you shut your mouth. I'm kidding. Um, you better take that shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay? There will be none of that. All right, moving on. She claims that she's been raped by her husband's best friend. Her husband, who is a knight, challenges his friend and squire to trial by combat. It is the last legally sanctioned duel in France's history. So that's why it's called The Last Duel. Oh, that was a pretty intense trailer. Yes, it was. Yeah. Next, in October 22nd, we have Dune, directed by Denis Villeneuve, starring, deep breath here, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, uh, Chain Chen, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoa, and Javier Bardem. This is, of course, the much-anticipated adaptation of Frank Herbert's classic sci-fi novel, Hitting HBO Max and theaters on the same day, October 22nd. We also have, as camera programming, the animated film Ron's Gone Ron. Say that three times fast. Mm. It will star Zach Galifianakis, Jack Dylan Grazer, Olivia Coleman, Ed Helms, and Rob Delaney. The premise of that film is essentially a kid gets a, a robot as a gift. It's a walking, speaking, digitally connected bebot. And it's broken. But he, instead of returning the darn thing, he befriends it, and it never quite works. So that's Ron's Gone Ron. So he'll learn about disappointment of friendship <laughs> right away. Or no returns. Anyway, 
No return policies. <laughs> Either way, it'll be a life lesson. <laughs> Next, we have The French Dispatch, another highly anticipated film. This one by Wes Anderson. It is starring Benicio Del Toro, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Lea Sado, Francis McDormand, Tim- Timothy Chalamet, Jeffrey Wright, Bill Murray, and Owen Wilson. Lots of his normal troupe there with a couple of additions. The premise of the French Dispatch is a love letter to journalists set at an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city, centering on three stories. So there you have that. We also have that same weekend as Dune, Ron's Gone Ron, and French Dispatch, Jackass Forever. Guess what that is? It's the team of Jackass coming back to hurt themselves some more. Uh, co-written by Johnny Knoxville and Spike Jones, interestingly enough. Lastly, in October, in case that wasn't enough, we have two, two movies right before Halloween on the 29th. Last Night in Soho, the latest film by Edgar Wright, of course, the solid director of such things as Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That will star Thomason McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, and Terrence Stamp. That film is about a young woman with a passion for fashion design and a strange sixth sense, mysteriously finding herself transported back in time to 1966 London in the body of her idol, a singer named Sandy. While in Sandy's body, she enters into a romantic relationship, then begins to realize that the 60s London is not what it appears to be, and the past and present seem to fall apart with shady and horrifying consequences. Also that same day is Antlers, another delayed film from 2020. This is a horror film directed by Scott Cooper, starring Carrie Russell, Jesse Plemons, Graham Greene, Rory Coquin, and Amy Madigan. The film follows a school teacher in her small Oregon town and her brother, the local sheriff, uh, who become concerned about one of their, her students, a young boy, who is secretly keeping a supernatural creature inside his house. Good times. Oh, what could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Jenna, that is a lot of films in October. Things are starting to ramp up at that point. What films are you looking forward to most that month? So I have to backpedal. I just saw the trailer for The Nowhere Inn, and that looks great. And it's got Kerry Bronstein, so that could be fun. But coming back to October, I am—I have never seen the Venom movie, but I saw the trailer to you know, the sequel, and I'm like, well, maybe it could just be for fun. And then, uh, obviously, I am looking forward to Dune. I've been looking forward to Dune ever since I heard that it was going to be directed by Danny Villeneuve. I was like, yes, can we have it now? And I was very upset. I wanted to throw things when we couldn't watch it last year. But I'm glad we get to see it in the cinema, of course. And then last night in Soho, I'm kind of having a ping pong match in my head of like, should you do it? Shouldn't you do it? Should you do it? Shouldn't you do it? Because it looks like there's a little bit of uh, paranormal fun that's happening in there, too. Yeah, those are excellent uh, movies I th- or, you know, things to be looking forward to with the possible. I'm just very, very uh, suspicious of Let There Be Carnage because I did watch Venom and it was bad. It was it was not a good movie. I feel like it might be a guilty pleasure watch. That is a fair assessment, which I mean, is OK to have, too. Right. I think Venom is a movie that would fall under that description. So, you know, y- 
it's possible that Let There Be Carnage wouldn't be that far apart. But at the same time, Andy Serkis is directing, so who knows? It might be better than expected. Oh, well, then maybe that's why there's so much comedy. Maybe. For me, October, there's a lot of movies I'm I'm interested in, but the mo- two mo- there's only two movies, really, I'm looking forward to most. That is the James Bond film, No Time to Die. Finally. Late- right, finally, because it's yeah. been over a year, right? But Daniel Craig's been kind of on a every other movie sort of track record with his four films. And I think this will be his fifth, if I'm counting correctly. And so I think, like, I'm hoping that this will continue that trend of every other movie being good because Spectre was not good. Mm. That was a huge disappointment of everything that it was it had potential to be. And Quantum of Solace was fairly forgettable. I can't really remember that, that movie. But... Casino Royale and Skyfall, great films. So hopefully that'll be the case with No Time to Die. Dune. There's something happening to me. There's something awakening in my mind. I can't control it. What did you see? There's a crusade coming. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dream them? Yes. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box and you die. What's in the box? Pain. You inherit too much power. You have proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. My father rules an entire planet. He's losing it. He's getting a richer one. He'll lose that one too. Arrakis is a death trap. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? I know you. One day, the legend will be born. All of civilization depends on it. The future, I can see it. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. My Lord Duke. Where the fear is gone, only I will remain. Go, go, go!
course, the most anticipated movie of the year, I think. I, I'm sure it was one that we looked ahead on at the beginning of the year. Uh, Probably, that yeah. was up there for both of us. And that one is definitely a theatrical experience for me. I'm really looking forward to the grandeur and the scope of that film. And Denis is hoping, fingers crossed, that it'll do well enough that they can have a part two because he did want, I think, three parts, if I understand correctly. Yeah, let's throw all the money at Denny, not Zach. Snyder, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, it really depends on people not preferring HBO Max to view it for the first time mm. and fe- preferring the theatrical experience in order for it to earn enough money to warrant the second part. So those two movies are the ones I'm looking forward to most in October. No Time to Die and Dune. Let's move on to the last month of our focus here, November. We have first a film that is actually going to, while it has Netflix distribution, it's actually going to release in theaters first called The Harder They Fall, which is a Western starring Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, Delroy Lindo, Regina King, Damon Wayans Jr. Quite the cast there. The film is about um, a guy who reassembles his former gang to seek revenge against the man who murdered his parents. Then, the next weekend, the 5th of November, we have the next MCU movie, the next Marvel film, Eternals. This is another holdover from 2020, directed by Chloe Zhao. This film was supposed to come out before Nomadland last year. It got bumped. Uh, a couple times, I believe. This star is Gemma Chain, Richard Madden, Kamel Nanjiani, By- Brian Tyree Henry, Barry Keegan, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, Salma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. Is this the first female-directed Marvel no. movie? No, Captain Marvel was. Okay. Anna Bowden with her husband. I forget his first name. His last name, I think, is Fleck. So co-directed. Yes, this might be the first solo so the, Yeah, that's what I'm Marvel excited about. From, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just a, a brief idea of what that is. After the return of half the population in Endgame ignites the emergence, the Eternals, an immortal alien race created by the Celestials who secretly live on Earth for over 7,000 years, <gasps> reunite to protect humanity from their evil counterparts, the Deviants. Next, Finch. This is a movie that is going to Apple TV Plus, but I believe it was originally a theatrical release, and it was also originally called Bios. This film stars Tom Hanks, Caleb Landry Jones, and Laura Harrier and Ski Ulrich. It's about an alien, an alien inventor, not an alien inventor, an alien, as in sick inventor. The last man on Earth builds an android to keep him and his dog company and goes on a journey across the country. That was going to be theatrically released. I believe it is going to Apple TV Plus, thanks to the pandemic. We also have Spencer. This is a neon film, which is a very promising studio. Uh, starring Kristen Stewart, Timothy Spall, Sean Harris, and Sally Hawkins, this is about uh, Princess Diana of Wales with Ooh. Kristen Stewart as Diana Spencer. 
The next weekend, the 11th of November, we have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Much anticipated, much delayed film. Another holdover from 2020, directed by son of the original Ghostbusters director, Jason Reitman. Uh, starring Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, and many others I will not spoil for you. This is uh, actually a direct sequel from Ghostbusters 2. Then we have November 12th, apparently that same weekend, a film that was going to be released in theaters but has been pushed to, to Netflix, Red Notice, starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. It is a Oh, that looks like fun. Yeah, I believe it is an action comedy. It's about an Interpol-issued Red Notice is a global alert to hunt and capture the world's most wanted. But when a daring heist brings together the FBI's top profiler and two rival criminals, there's no telling what will happen. Especially when one of them is Ryan Reynolds. That same weekend, we have Tick, Tick, Boom, another movie that was going to be in theaters, has been pushed to Netflix thanks to the pandemic. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut in film. An aspiring theater composer endures a midlife crisis as he approaches 30 and does not feel close to his dream. This stars Andrew Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens, Alexandra Ship, Judith Light, Bradley Whitford, and Joel Gray. Then we have the next weekend, Top Gun Maverick, another delayed movie from 2020. A delayed sequel, I suppose you could say to Top Gun, directed by Joseph Kosinski. If I'm not mistaken, Joseph Kosinski is a guy who did Tron Legacy like 11 years ago. This film stars Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, Ed Harris, and Val Kilmer. Keen Richard comes out on HBO Max and theaters at the same day. It stars Will Smith, Tony Goldwyn, and John Bernthal and Dylan McDermott, Keen Richard is about based on the true story about a Richard Williams, an undeterred father, instrumental in raising two of the most extraordinary gifted athletes of all time, who will end up changing the sport of tennis forever. Hmm. I'll let you guess who he's the father of. Uh, the 24th, which is roughly Thanksgiving time, Encanto, the next Disney animated movie, releases that will star Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Vilma Valderrama from That 70s Show, and others. Encanto is the 60th animated film by Disney Animated Studios. It's about a family called the Madrigals who live in an enchanted town in Colombia. Every child but one in their house has been granted a unique ability such as strength or healing powers. However, the only ordinary child discovers that the magic is under threat and she may be the only one able to save it. That same weekend, we have House of Gucci, highly uh, anticipated Ridley Scott film. This is his second film released in this season, starring Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, Jared Leto. Jeremy Irons, Salma Hayek, and Al Pacino. That looks very exquisite. It is a biopic based on the book The House of Gucci, a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed. 
1995, it depicts the events and aftermath of the murder of Maurizio Gucci, the Italian businessman and head of the fashion house Gucci, by his wife, Patrizia Reggiani. And let's see, what else do we have in November? We have Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. A more welcoming <laughs> Resident Evil, I suppose. This one not directed by uh, Paul... What is his name? Paul W.S. Anderson, the guy who directed all the other Resident Evil movies and uh, the original Mortal Kombat movie. Huh. Uh, this one does not even star Mia Jovovich. It looks like it might be... What, a reboot to the whole series? I don't know. Let's take a look. Once the booming home of a pharmaceutical giant umbrella corporation, Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus <laughs> left the city a wasteland with great evil brewing below the surface. When that evil's unleashed, the townspeople are forever changed. And a small group of survivors must work together to uncover the truth behind Umbrella and make it through the night. Basically the premise of uh, Resident Evil, more or less. So there's that. And then lastly, we have Paul Thomas Anderson's next film, Soggy Bottom, starring Bradley Cooper and Benny Softy. Not much is known about Paul Thomas Anderson's next film. Shannon, that was a lot of movies in November. Right? Certainly rivals the releases in October. What are you looking forward to most in November? Oh, my gosh. So... We're definitely ramping up back to normal, aren't we? As mm -hmm. far as releases go. Uh, of course, I'm looking forward to The Eternals. It just looks really good. It looks well put together, well thought out. And then, more than anything, Ghostbusters Afterlife. What are you doing here in Somerville anyway? Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Wait a minute. Who are you? Call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Come on, darling.
a gunner seat? My brother wanted me to watch the trailer so that we could talk about it. I decided not to, you know, thinking it might be better to just go in cold and really enjoy the experience of not knowing anything. And, you know, Star Wars is great, but I didn't think there were going to be more Ghostbuster films, especially after how the last one went, uh, how it was received. Right. Rather, because I was fine with it. I was pre right. pretty happy. Is it a masterpiece? No, but it's really fucking great to you know, see woman up there with proton packs. And then Encanto. I am looking forward to that one. The trailer is beautiful. It looks very magical, very exciting and fun. And it looks like there's a lot of great characters. Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that are coming out in November that is interesting, like Spencer, The Heart They Fall, mm -hmm. even uh, Tick, Tick, Boom is interesting based on uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's track record so far. But the three movies I'm looking forward to most is, first of all, Eternals. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You have a combination of, A, again, obscure characters that even I don't really know much about, don't really know what to expect, you have a great cast, and you have Chloe Zhao, who has Nomadland come out earlier this year, at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to imagine what her style being applied to the MCU and these kind of ancient immortal characters, what that is going to look like, what, what sort of things she might be wrestling with with the film. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that big curiosity. Ghostbusters Afterlife, that was one that we were looking forward to at the beginning of 2020. I think we said it was one of the movies we're looking forward to most in 2021. It'd be good to finally knock that one out. That's a movie where I'm really trying to avoid anything outside of the original trailer because that first trailer had me sold. I don't want to know anymore. I don't yeah. need to be spoon-fed. You know, I am a Ghostbusters fan. I grew up with Ghostbusters. I'm going to watch this movie regardless. You don't need to sh sell me on it, right? No, and I I'm trying not to look at merchandise, but I'm also getting really excited about merchandise that's mm. coming out. I want all the Ghostbuster things. Yeah, understandable. Sorry. And then lastly, I think of all the movies that are kind of interesting, I think maybe House of Gucci is the one I'm most looking forward to. You have Ridley Scott, who's not a director I, I absolutely love, especially in... I don't know, most of the past 20 years. But you do have Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. You have a really great, great cast. It's a great cast. And I don't know much about the whole Gucci thing. And I think that it could be a very interesting uh, story. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, Last Duel, between Last Duel and House of Gucci, is w if one is more creatively successful than another, or if this is the return of Ridley Scott. I don't know. In, in terms of like being a powerhouse director. Mm -hmm. And maybe both are awesome. I don't know. But um, I'm curious about that. Anything else you want to say about the fall movie season? I am looking forward to more movies. That's what I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. And more movies is definitely what we're going to get, especially in October and November. But what are you looking forward to most in the fall movie season? Feel free to email us at thegibsonreview at gmail.com. Calm. That'll do it for this bonus episode of The Movie Lovers. Be sure to check out our last episode, which was a review of The Suicide Squad 
and a countdown of our favorite sequels. Looking ahead, look forward to our next episode of The Movie Lovers, which will be a review of Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds, and our countdown of our 12 favorite comedies. That will be available on Tuesday, August 31st. Until then, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying... Bye-bye.